Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that one that is lost until he finds it? When he had found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Hey, have you seen my... I could get an award for the number of times I have started a sentence with that phrase. Hey, have you seen my... I seem to lose things all the time. Right, Craig? <laughs> Just ask my family, too, who gets pretty frustrated searching everywhere with me for my keys, my phone, my glasses. You name it, I've lost it. But physical objects are not the only things that one can lose. You can lose direction, both figuratively or literally. You can lose your patience, your perspective, your temper. You can even lose your balance while on a hike with the youth group, and then, use your, and then you lose the use of your dominant hand for a while. You see, I identify with the woman in today's parable, searching high and low in her home for a lost coin. In fact, I get a visceral feeling in my stomach of anxiety as I read, that, that, as I read it, because I have been her so often, shuffling through papers, opening up drawers, sweeping on the floors, lifting up the rugs, turning on my modern-day lamp, my iPhone flashlight, to look in the nooks and crannies in case I miss something in the shadows, frantically searching everywhere for whatever is lost until it is found, or until I give up and say, it's got to be somewhere, right? and then I just wait for it to appear. To be honest, though, I don't ever really stop looking. I may go on and do the next thing, but yearning to find that missing AirPod even though I have another one, or my keys even though I have another set, it still lingers and captures my attention until it's found. This parable from Jesus invites us to imagine that God searches for us when we are lost that God experiences an authentic, like, real-time frenzy and fervor as she persistently searches and won't stop until we are found, 
in her loving, rejoicing embrace again. But what does it mean to be lost? I am thankful to theologian Debbie Thomas for asking and helping to answer that question. She said, sometimes we lose our sense of belonging. We lose our capacity to trust. We lose our felt experience of God's presence. We lose our will to persevere. Some of us get lost when illness descends on our lives and God's goodness starts to look not so good. Some of us get lost when death comes to a loved one without warning, and we experience a crisis of faith that leaves us reeling. Some of us get lost when our marriages fall apart. Some of us get lost when our children break our hearts. Some of us get lost in the throes of addiction or anxiety or lust or unforgiveness, or hatred, or apathy, or bitterness. However lost you may feel today, for whatever reasons, know that God has her skirt tucked up and is busy sweeping and searching, seeking to restore you to joy in her full celebratory embrace. But that's not usually how we picture God, is it? which is one of the reasons why I love this parable so much, imagining God as the divine feminine in her ordinary house, doing ordinary tasks, not sitting on a throne up in the sky somewhere, waiting for people to come to her in righteous obedience. And even more so, I love this parable because it shows us that those who are lost, for whatever reason, that they are worth the search effort. God doesn't give up like I do when I lose some thing and say, that'll show up eventually. No, the Holy One seeks and searches tirelessly for the lost ones. Remember that the reading begins with, now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus goes on to tell three parables, two of them that we read today, about the ones who are lost, the ones on the edges, the ones left out of the inner circle. And he shows that these ones, the lost ones, are worthy of being in the presence of God too. A man at a religious conference shared a riddle with the leader who was teaching about parables. And he asked, how does the lost sheep repent? He was speaking about the first parable where one sheep had gone astray in a flock of a hundred. How did the lost sheep repent? Now, after a full day of trying to figure it out, the leader finally was able to answer the question. Repentance happened when the sheep allowed itself to be found. Sometimes it's difficult for us to believe that we're worth looking for, that we're good enough or have done enough to deserve God's welcome party. It's hard to trust that God won't give up on us, that God does God's best work when we are utterly lost and unable to find ourselves. But that is exactly how God, the seeking shepherd and the searching woman, 
operates. God rejoices when the lost are connected again, when the lost find support through community in the trying times, when the lost discover again, or maybe even for the first time, the true love from God that has no boundaries. And that's what's so amazing about grace, the grace we sing about in Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now am found. There is rejoicing and celebration for the lost ones, for all of us. In both parables, a party is thrown when the lost are found. Friends and neighbors far and wide are called together to celebrate and give thanks. And today we are invited to a lost and found party at this table right here. And everyone is welcomed and celebrated. First-time guests and those for whom this place is home. Those open to being found and those still comfortable waiting it out a little bit. No matter who you are or where you're from, Jesus invites you to this celebration. Bread is broken and wine is poured, and Christ is present, rejoicing with you and all the lost who have been found. Thanks be to God. Amen.